Dr. Balfour and the team of the Brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. My guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio making his monthly appearance in the program. It's his monthly appearance. He's a contributor to CBSSports.com's Ion Baseball and a connoisseur of disappointment is Dane Perry. Dane Perry is the guest. And of course, every one of Dane's appearances is accompanied by a disclaimer. If you've come to Fangraphs Audio looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears in the electronic pages of that site, do not continue. Do not continue. Instead, consider listening to one of Dave Cameron's, that's managing editor Dave Cameron's weekly appearances in the program, one of lead prospect analyst Eric Longenhagen's fortnightly appearances, in which the game and its machinations are considered at great length. Now, even though Dane Perry is employed as a baseball writer, there is little, if any, coverage of the game and what follows. Rather, what we have here is a document, a document of one who, despite being physically grotesque and spiritually incontinent, is nevertheless capable of acts of small heroism, as Perry himself relays in the conversation to follow. I buried the lead regarding Christmas. I performed the Heimlich on my mother-in-law. Other surprises not unlike that surprise in what's to follow. What is it? It is Fangraphs Audio. Who does it feature? The blight on humanity, Dane Perry. And when does it begin? Right now. No, that's not me. <laughs> I don't know. We have a third party in here. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. Chad Hitler. Making sure it's we a, stay in line. Yeah. It's, it's Hitler's <laughs> lacrosse playing son. <laughs> Trust funds keeping him afloat. <laughs> Nazi art. Oh. Oh. <laughs> How you doing, Sestouli? I'm all right. How are you? Doing all right. What? I said it's a pleasure. Is what I'm. Is what I was saying. Is it? Is it a pleasure, Sistoli? It is. Yeah. It's been. Uh, it's been some time since we spoke. I don't know. It if has, yeah. When. Yeah. Yeah. But you took uh, a little time. You took a little time for yourself around the holidays, Dane. Or for your family. Yeah. For, yeah. for your family, I suppose. A man needs a reset every now and then, Sistoli. Mm-hmm. I have to you reset my dog sometimes. Um, it's we've recently yeah. come into some single-digit temperatures here in, okay. in the mid-coast region of Maine. And what will happen uh-huh. is my dog will walk, and then uh, all of a sudden, at some point, she will stop because the ground is so cold. And she will mm-hmm. hold up, uh, pathetically, she will hold up two paws simultaneously. <laughs> is, this it, is, a simple... uh, is it possibly because of road salt? Oh, that's a good. Uh, that's a good point. I don't. I don't think. I think in this case it is to the cold, but I, we are also sensitive to the issue of road salt. Is there? Uh, you can purchase and implement some canine booties uh, to protect your pup's feet, paws, I should say. Yeah. yeah. I I've seen those. I've certainly watched multiple YouTube videos of dogs that are not particularly thrilled with the canine boot. Yeah, I think it's there's a certain type of extravagance that it seems to suggest with which I'm uncomfortable. Uh, frivo- uh, frivolity. Well, frivolity. it's not like you're putting the dog in a cardigan. It's you know to spare her from pain. Yeah. Is it her or him? For her. Okay. America. Yes, I knew. I knew the lovely name. What's your dog name? Like Charlie or Jimmy or something? 
What's that? Your dog's name? You said Jimmy? Is it Jimmy or Charlie? Man, Jimmy would be an outstanding dog name. <laughs> I really would. I used to have an obsession with uh, a friend of mine in high school had a dog named Brad. <laughs> and I had a uh, obsession later in life with dogs with human names. And I had a, uh, uh, a personal a bucket list, if you will, of encountering a dog named Kevin and Jason. <laughs> and I'm pleased to inform that about a decade ago in a dog park in Chicago, I encountered a Kevin. A dog named Kevin. Yes. I'm yet to meet a Jason. A dog named Jason. You can remedy that with your next dog. I think we're going to do doctor for our next dog Doc. if we ever have one. <laughs> doctor, doctor dog. Well, just doctor. Just doctor. Be the, if there's something that, that's funny. It's a, it's not a dog. It's not a doctor. It's a dog. Dogs can't be doctors. Their dogs are not smart enough to be doctors. Well, I don't know. Obamacare. Is that your QED right there? <laughs> you proved, proved it. Is that a case where where the premise is also the conclusion? <laughs> I don't know what that is. And also meaningless. Yeah. And also meaningless. Yeah. yeah. I, I uh, speaking of dogs in pain. I, uh, our current dog does not acknowledge physical pain or either just has an incredibly high pain threshold. Like my last dog, rest her soul, she was the best. Um, you would accidentally step on her paw. Like, not like you were stomping around in combat boots. You could be like, you know, in sock feet and walking around lightly. And she would, you know, you would think that you were, you know, putting a branding iron to her. Mm-hmm. She would just scream. <laughs> For thirty seconds, and, quite a dramatic, a little bit of a dramatic dog. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I would be, I like, I would accidentally, you know, just gently step on her paw, and would be concerned that like a neighbor was going to call, <laughs> like humane, humane services, and you know, I was going to be in the paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our current dog has like. Like, she doesn't acknowledge, like, injections or blood drawing at the vet. Just, you know, whatever. And she is, like, falling down the stairs. And, you know, yeah, fine. And one time when she was young and I did not yet know her habits, she made a uh, emergency climb of the fence at the dog park. <laughs> like, putting paws in the holes in the chain link fence to climb it. Like, I've never seen anything like it before. And she got stuck on top, and it looked like the top of the fence would have been, like, impaling her. And she was just like, yep, look what happened. And I was able to get her off of there, and she did have some abrasions, but, like, yep, it's fine. No, <laughs> it's just not. There's no acknowledgement of any pain whatsoever. Which, I mean, it's kind of nice, because dogs are going to hurt themselves. <clears throat> but pain is, also, pain is also instructive to some degree. Yeah, it, it, it tells it, you when you serve as a governor of sorts. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right, Governor Payne. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's, he was the fine, first governor of Mississippi, wasn't he? Finest statesman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he. What is it if if he's on? I've been subject on, to his, his executive measures before. <laughs> what if he's on horseback and the paw, the hooves of the horse are in the air or they're not in the air? Or he is, um, he has his hand in his, in his waistcoat. What is the, uh, aren't there different signs? 
Signs of uh, they the statues. They, they they tip you off as to what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think that I think if the if maybe if the horse's hooves are in the air, mm-hmm. that indicates that the that the um, the individual maybe died in combat or something. Is that true? I did not know that. No, no, no. I don't know. But I, there's some sort of symbology. I do know that uh, my mother has an old, an old portrait in her home. Uh-huh. That, I don't know. It's been part of the family for some time. And there, in it, there is a ghostly child mm, holding a bird in its hand, and that means the child died. Right. It was a dead. It was the child was dead. Yeah. The child was dead, and I don't know how they how they painted it. After. Seems like an unfortunate portrait to have in your house. Well, you try and remember. I, uh, uh, in fact, I was recently walking around a local cemetery. It's really one of the. It's it is a lovely, delightful, and very pathetic cemetery in I bet this you town. Some old headstones in New England. Yes, and well, none of the headstones in this particular cemetery are from after 1850. I think that's solid. Yeah, and uh, but it is. It takes up maybe like an eighth of a of. Oh no no even less than that. It's just on a corner. It, it is not. A, there's no name of the cemetery. It just has headstones shooting out at all angles. Okay. And um, but yes, there are some for some very young children in there. Have you pondered performing any centuria rituals at this cemetery? I don't know. The only the only reference I know uh, to centuria is from a th- is what is it from a three eleven song? Is that where I know it from, Dane? <laughs> I think that was Sublime. Is it Sublime? Yeah, maybe it was Sublime. They were out, they were popular at the same time. Yeah, I think uh, I think one of them's dead. No, uh, oh. not but recently. Maybe there's a painting in your mother's house of him. What about Operation? <laughs> what about Operation Ivy? I don't know what that is. Oh, okay, these are all my. Uh, I had a roommate in high school who just had three albums. What did you have? Oh, you went to a boarding school. What yeah, the hell did you have a roommate in high school for? Okay. Was we was we was poor. You're not poor. I wasn't poor. No. Right. Don't tell the school that though. Uh, hey, revoke if I send you this link, wait, do you see that link that I just sent you, Dane? What? You see that link I sent you? Uh, yeah. Click on that. That's the that is the cemetery. I mean. What kind of malware is this? <laughs> Mal malware power hour. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's a yard. Yeah, it's 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 essentially a yard. There's no mention of. Uh, I'll, I'll say this is the corner of Beacon and Dumber. A lot the of corner of Beacon, in that small cemetery in Dumber and Bath, Maine. Yeah, and it does not. And veterans of, I assume, um, veterans of the Revolutionary War. Civil, maybe, right? Oh, you said before 1850. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think most people were from before 1850. Before 1812, maybe? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one counts. That one yeah. counts. You don't get a lot of the big press for 1812, but it w- it counts. National anthem, bitch. <laughs> said veterans could often be heard saying. It's not a, not a bad t-shirt to wear around. <laughs> Yeah, that's and so I think I would like to be buried. It's actually it has helped me come to terms with my own death very quickly. I don't know, maybe I, you might you might not meet the threshold for valor to be buried there. <laughs> you don't think so? No. There's probably some personal courage criteria. <laughs> the number of flags I see in that one. Can I take an online test? <laughs> Can I?
If you go to the local fire academy, they might consider it. <laughs> it is just – it's exquisite. It It is yeah. – this is, I just think it's great. It it totally has re uh, – it has allowed me to re, re-see the idea of the cemetery, what a cemetery can be. There's also just a chain-link fence around it. You know – It looks totally accidental. Okay. If you want to go next level, uh, mm-hmm. you could make the – uh, jurisdictional municipality and offer they can't refuse remove those headstones and build a house on top of that <laughs> actually that's yard uh, size some that's research yard. it is it is that appears to be one city lot yeah uh, some brief research uh informed me that this street beacon street was mm-hmm. not previously here and it was built through part of the cemetery and the those interned were moved to oak grove cemetery which is uh much bigger okay much bigger yeah because if you if you if you desecrate a cemetery that's of your ethnic peers, there's no haunting involved. Okay, right. But if you build on <laughs> yeah, if you cross racial lines, then you've you've no. You're in, now you're, these now the folks buried here might think that uh, as one who of Italian descent that I am you not are a dirty Mediterranean. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That I may not actually count. I don't, I'm not that, sure you can. I'm not sure you can punch down like that to if you're a spirit. <laughs> You can only haunt up. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's well. It's a, yeah. That's funny. That's interesting. Yeah, right, to be buried among people who didn't didn't realize we we were not all lumped together as white people quite yet. There was still some yeah, good old fashioned those, those, racism uh, in 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 the color. Those American dead probably do not recognize. Uh, uh, the modern lack of delineations. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forsooth, they would say. <laughs> Forsooth in Tarobang. Yeah. yeah, there was some I saw some pretty good uh some rhyming inscriptions on these headstones too. I would prefer I would prefer a slate I don't have this in writing anywhere, so I don't know if this if that's actually if this present audio document counts as it counts for my final arrangements, but I would, I would like a slate headstone because I've found that uh, those age the best. Okay. Marble, I have also I've found does not age particularly well, but slate, uh, for whatever reason, appears to be impervious to rain and acid rain. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if we simulcast this on LegalZoom.com, standing <laughs> last will and testament. Have you have you prepared your last will and testament, Dane? I have not. Hmm, okay. Would you like to? Would you like to? Would, would you be, like to make any statements right now? I want to be cremated. Yeah. You would like to be cremated. I want to be cremated. Um, okay. I. Uh, to whom do you leave your Steve Miller band records? <laughs> Steve Miller himself. <laughs> and uh, as for the music. This is this is probably the leading candidate right here. Just want to get one of the verses through here, so you tell me if it's solemn enough. Listen to this lead singer. Uh, anyway, I think that would. Uh, Wait, that's not. Is that the song you want played at the service or while your body is being is being burned? Yes. <laughs> yes, is the answer to that question. You just want from the time that life 
that life uh, slips from your from your eyes. You just want that song on repeat. This is my hospice, cremation, and funeral song. <laughs> hospice song. Yes. Yeah. And I would like I would like a live cremation at my burial service. <laughs> Open pyre like a Viking king. Uh, Open. <laughs> now, do you actually do you want your urn to be buried, or do you want to be scattered? Do you want your ashes to be scattered? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't want to be confined. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I would. Well, like, there must be rules. About... Like, you know the cement mixer trucks with the chute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A body to be deposited onto the pyre via uh, <laughs> that chute. <laughs> Wait, do you want to be t- tumbling around in the in the mixer portion of the truck beforehand? Yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but that's a great idea. <laughs> it is. It's essentially it's essentially the popular fair uh, or carnival ride, the gravitron placed on its side, like like a pair of boots in the washing machine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which is actually what's going to say in your headstone. I think we decided, <laughs> like a pair of boots in the washing machine. So was Dane Perry's life. <laughs> wow, this is, I tell you, I'm at peace now. <laughs> all these, finally doing this has put me at peace. Yeah, that's right. I think that's good. I think it's good to, well, you, of course, you have a son. Yes. You have a son. You have to establish some of these. Some of these. I'm going uh, to make sure I lay these plans out for him today after I pick him up from school so he knows knows my Well, we're, do, we're doing it right now. Whenever this is published, that's, uh, yeah. so far as I know, that that. That uh, qualifies as a legal document. But I have a feeling my wife will not want to undertake those expenses renting the cement truck. Well, she have to. She'll, she have to get the license for that delightful song you were playing. Yeah. She might have to get a CDL commercial driver's license for the cement truck because I want her to. Drive it. <laughs> I want her to back it up. What is the name of that song to which we were listening? Uh, that was "Love Bomb Baby." <laughs> Love Bomb Baby by Tiger Tails. Mm-hmm. Tiger Tails. Wait, is it Love Bomb, comma, baby? Let it breathe a little. This is What I like about this song is that the chorus, they're obviously really proud of it because it's so much longer than the verses. It's like twice as long as the verses. <laughs> but I gotta, I gotta hear this lead singer again, sorry. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah. Listen to that chorus. It's like a minute long. Here we go. Just screaming. I ain't singing. You blow dynamite. Alright. <laughs> I don't need to, I hard to tell you this, but... Tiger Tails is spelled with a Z. It's one word. <laughs> yes, I did. I had jotted it down. Yeah. Um, uh, but then now, I, yeah, I've taken to the to the internet and found that it is. It's all one word too. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tiger Tails. Now, is this right around the same time as Rat uh, with two T's released their their seminal album, Dancing Undercover? Yeah, this would have probably been in that era. This was definitely Rat was a quite full glam. They were mm-hmm. tinged with rock. Uh, okay. Round and Round is a solid song. Yeah. I mean, by the standards of the genre. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm gonna, I have two other names. And this is my... Milton Burl is in the video, Sestouli. Who is? Milton Burl. 
<clears throat> these are all from when I was like eight or nine, and I remember the cool kids had these tapes on the bus. Is mostly how I remember these albums. Uh, there was Rat. I believe there was an important Dokken album that came Dokken, out at one yeah. point. Yeah. Dokken. Uh, Do- I think one of the Dokken's Dokken albums was also served as the soundtrack for a Nightmare on Elm Street film. Yeah, that that sounds very accurate. Okay, and what what sort of was Dokken? Were they part of this as well? Yeah, they were. They were a little more hard rock than straight okay. glam, I would say. Okay, and uh, then I also I also remember Cinderella. Uh, you know what? I just fired up. What's that? Let me skip ahead. There's, you know, a dramatic intro to the video here that takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. A little minor chord. Let you know this is a serious song. It's not some, you know, hey, every day's a party. That's not what it's about. There's a lot of broken hearts out there, too. Come on. What song, bar. What song are we listening to here? Nobody! Give me the chorus. Yeah. Let's just some breathe, man. Nobody's fool. That's Cinderella. And is that, is that off of Long Cold Winter, or is that off of a different? Uh, uh, I believe Long Cold I Winter is the name of the album. Yeah. Um, sounds plausible. I don't see why not. Yeah, can't imagine there would be another album that's of any note from Cinderella. Mm. Def Leppard. They were a legit good band. I like Def Leppard. Yeah, and, and they they still receive play on like uh, you know. Best of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. As they damn well should. <laughs> okay, yeah, Look. that's right. Okay? They don't need your validation. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's fine, yeah. I know. This is good, though. This is this is good. But a love bomb. <clears throat> now, Dane, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm conflicted about a love bomb because uh, I would say that uh, I consider most acts of war to be heinous. Yeah. But if I'm, jumping, if I'm dropping love bombs, if someone's – if one country – is dropping love bombs on another country? Yeah. Uh, is that an act of war, or or, or is that problematizing? I don't know. I mean, if, uh, when you were buried, Dane. Yeah. Um, not unlike, a, I assume, a Viking king, or certainly uh, uh, an, an Egyptian uh, pharaoh. Hold on, I'm making a note to tell you to delete something later. Okay. Would you? Wait, your plans for dying? Nope. Do you want? Do you want me to delete the the cement mixer portion? No, no, that, please. Never been more proud of anything in my life. <laughs> if you were to be buried with some personal affects, yeah. not unlike King Tutankhamun, uh-huh. or uh, I'm sure various other royal members of you know your what? Uh, what do you think you'd like to be buried with? Um. All my laptops and a 12 gauge. <laughs> what's the earliest? What's the earliest computer you still own? Do you have your? Do you have your iMac? <laughs> uh, I think I've only got like three laptops prior to this one still. 
but I'm going to change that. I'm going to keep these laptops for the rest of my life, and they're going to cover me. <laughs> cover me, cover my ashes after the, after the. Uh, actually, I want the uh, after after I'm burned on the pyre, I want to be put back in the cement mixer, and then throw the laptops in there and give it a few spins so that the parts of the laptops mix with my ashes. Yeah. Back into the urn. Yeah. <laughs> and the urn will obviously be a commode. <laughs> which will be dropped off the Hancock building downtown. <laughs> and is that is that the end of it? <laughs> well, yeah. Then, not like some ceremony. Like dropping yeah. the commode, the urn commode off the Hancock building. Like sneak up there and throw it off without telling anyone. So it's possible that I'd take a few with me. <laughs> take a few people with you. Yeah. They, those were his final wishes. <laughs> what can you do? Go put his ashes <laughs> in prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I assume that whoever uh, dropped you would be would be responsible now. That's actually not a bad idea. I would like my ashes to be in Supermax prison. <laughs> Just that in a cell, spread on the bed. <laughs> is that is that what happens when uh, you know a criminal is given consecutive life sentences? <laughs> and I hope so. <laughs> and if how long? There's never any mention of how long the second and third and fourth life are. Are they essentially just mirror images of the first life? Dragging a corpse out to the wreck yard. <laughs> the guard has to like marionette him through a workout. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's bad. Say we've solved the criminal justice problem. <laughs> I know we're only twenty four minutes in. Yeah, I know. We've checked a couple things off. Um. Yeah. That's. That's good. Well, I I would say that uh, have yeah, knowing knowing where I where I would like to be buried, and I would like to say again, it whatever the cemetery is, alternately referred to as or um, referenced as Dummer Street Cemetery or Sewell Cemetery, I would like to be buried there if it is if I if it, do they have any available plots, Cecilia? Well, it's interesting you ask that because there are definitely areas during which or for which there are no headstones. But it's but there are so many headstones that are that are poorly cared for that I'm wondering if there are in fact you know um, there are caskets under there that just are not marked. Could be buried so, next to his horse. Yeah, that's true. I, I well, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know necessarily what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, other than that, it's flawless plan. Yeah, I think that I think that that's true. But it, uh, it has brought me great joy to think about that. Yeah. What else? How was your uh, How were your holidays, Dane? They were fine. You go to Did you go to Omaha or somewhere near Omaha? I went to Mississippi for Christmas and then Omaha oh. for Oh no, Mississippi for Thanksgiving and Omaha for Christmas. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have we Have we Have we not spoken for that entire time? I don't know. No, oh, yeah. Did you? Uh, did you? Was your brother at? Uh, in Mississippi, there he was not able to make it. Oh, uh, business is it because of business? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners who don't re- who uh, don't recall will know that. Well, for, or may 
people may have forgotten that Dane, your older brother, is much more successful than you. He probably had to tend to his personal fortune. Yeah, does he have? Um, does he have a Scrooge McDuck like vault into which he can dive and swim through golden coins? Just to shut down this line of inquiry. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother is a lovely and generous man. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I think that we've also established that he is morally richer yeah. than you as well. There's no doubt. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I love him dearly. He was uh, nothing but good to me growing up, and remains so to this yeah. day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I we. I'm not contradicting any of this. He let me beat him in football, so still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's older than you, yeah. Yes, significantly older. Yes, significantly older. I was also an excellent high school football player, unlike myself. Right, but not in your town in Mississippi. It was it with Tennessee or something. No, no, no. He was in another town in Mississippi. Okay, all right. No. Star, right? Is he is he in the school's hall of football hall of fame? He was a center, so I certainly wouldn't call him a star, but he was very good. Yes. Mm, yeah. Was he in the school's football hall of fame? Uh, they don't have such a thing, but they were a fine football program, the Moss Point Tigers. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I believe they they had mythical state champions back in those days. Um, and they won one oh, while he was there. Mm-hmm. How about that? Dane. This Monday is uh, Martin Luther King Day, observed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm curious, Dane. Here's a question for you, Dane. If you were to add, I believe there's something like 10 federal holidays every mm-hmm. year. We, we already had one. Uh, we observed New Year's Day um, as an, an official federal holiday on November uh, uh, January 2nd this year. If you were to add a federal holiday, uh, Dane, mm-hmm. what would you? Uh, what would? What, what do you think it would be, and when? Uh, I don't know. Birthday of uh, street basketball legend Lloyd Daniels. <laughs> well, uh, is Lloyd Daniels is he one of the players that the NBA um, NBA players will cite and say, "Oh, he was he was the best in the playground," or something like that. Uh, yeah, you know, that guy. Who did he play against? Uh, let's see. Was he Was he also known as Sweet Pea? Sweet Pea? Man, that would be a fine nickname. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. I believe he was the... Uh, I, know, I know he had I know he had a spate of personal problems and was at UNLV at one point. But he yeah. had a long career. Right. But I'm reading, and I've taken it to Wikipedia, the NMP. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Um, Consider the most so he played, he played a, a lot of different places. I was reading something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the time, he was considered the most talented player from New York City since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Sweet P. Okay. Yeah, you're right. How have I never heard that? That's amazing. That's a good. You gotta know that. Yeah. 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 However, okay. Daniels had attended five schools in three states that could not read above a third grade level. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Depressing. All right. That's not good. Um. Yeah. That's the grand legend Lloyd Daniels. I think his birthday should be a national holiday. September 4th. Okay. Right right around Labor Day, so you can get to have two days off. <laughs> two days off. <laughs> Either side. You know what? I, uh, in fact, since the labor movement is very much in decline these days, why don't we just have that and call it Lloyd Daniels Weekend? <laughs> Instead of Labor Day and Lloyd Daniels Day. Well, well maybe we can move 
uh, Labor Day back to what May first or whatever. I think when it was originally established. Yeah. I think May Day May Day was the original Labor Day. I think, and then maybe to remove some of the. I respect what you're saying, but Labor Day is gone. You decided to name your child Wyatt. I mean, I assume that both of you. We both liked the name. We kicked around ideas, and that was one of them that we agreed upon. What do you What do you like about it? It, it has. A, I mean, I I think it's hard not to think of Wyatt Earp, right? It has a yeah. has a rural. It has a, r- a rural connotations, rural or western. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's a nice, strong male name. Uh, I think it flows well with his middle name, James. Wyatt James. Yeah, and uh, a bit of a nod to his uh, southern paternal roots. Was Still- Wyatt was Wyatt Earp from the American South? No, but it sounds like he was. <laughs> That's the important thing. Could have been. Yeah. Um, I do not have a child day. Now. I have recently. Uh, is your wife pregnant? Is that where this is going? No. Uh, what I would like, what I'm trying to tell you, uh, is that I your efforts to conceive. I've recently started. I've recently uh, uh, begun participating in the Big Brother Big Sister program. Uh, yes, I, I'm aware of this. I've been spending time. Wait, did you? Did they call you? This. This. Okay. You have secured the position. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why does it surprise you? No, because I they sent me an email asking me to fill out a form, mm-hmm. and you didn't. I marked it unread, and then it yeah. completely left my mind to my horror. Yeah. The other day, I realized this. It's fine. I've I've been well, yes. I've, apologies both to you and the organization. No, that's fine, Dane. I think that they they probably did a little bit of internet sleuthing on you and decided that. <laughs> <laughs> Consider the source. Yeah, they, they said, they said yeah, maybe we don't want positive feedback from him. Maybe, maybe the fact that I didn't respond got you the job. It's possible. I would like to say though that I've I've enjoyed it very much. I will not, uh, per policy, I will not divulge the, the name or whereabouts of, of my uh, my little. They call him. That's what you call him. And call him a little. But I will say we've had delightful time together. I go to his school once a week. Um, during his lunch hour, we hang out. He tells me um, what's going on. We talk about things. He and he, I will say uh, one trait of him is he is not impressed by me at all. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I um, <clears throat> I was recently – he was trying to tell me about a video game that he plays a lot. The kids, they like him. Yeah. Yeah. And he said uh, – he said like he was trying to tell the story. He's trying to think of this. Like there's one character, and he says to me, he says, "What's the name? What's the name of the scariest shark?" And I said, "You mean like the great, the great white shark?" And he goes, "He's like real, like perturbed." He's like, "No." <laughs> and and I said, "Do you mean like like a hammerhead?" He's like, "Ugh, no." Whale shark. And I was, he's like, "It's really big, yeah." So he said, "It's the biggest one." I said, "Whale shark." He said, "No." And then like a minute later, he goes, "Ah, megalodon." <laughs> Megalodon. <laughs> and then he looked at me like, why, why do you know Megalodon? Well, I did some research on Megalodon. my menu of guesses. It's not – Megalodon is actually is a real uh, – it was a thing. It was yeah, a giant right. shark. It is extinct, however. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently it appears in this video game that he likes quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's just like you, he's just like sometimes he's just look at me. He's like you are so useless. 
<laughs> he, he did the other day. He got a robot for Christmas. He got some sort of small robot, and he was drawing a picture of it. And the picture he drew it made it look exactly like a turtle, <laughs> exactly like a turtle. So I said, oh, does it look like a turtle? And he just looked at me. He goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> What I did say was it looks like someone's a drawer. Yeah. I think that's frowned upon. I see where this ends. This Which ends is what? A tearful monologue where you tell him, no, I didn't help you. You helped me. <laughs> he, has, uh, he, he has helped me realize that I am, I am of limited use to, <laughs> to, to, to a second grader. That's a great lesson to learn. Yeah, it is. He does not really – he does not really need to be – he's like, oh, you're here again? All right. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The, 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 what's the first time? What's that? I, I mean this genuinely. This is a good thing you're doing. Yeah, well, I think it's fun. I, uh, um, I've been led to believe, I've, uh, according to it appears some studies, uh, that, uh, that young people who participate in the program – uh, I don't know. This on average, club thing. type thing. What's that? Is this a boys and girls club type thing? No, no, no. Okay. Big brother, big brother, big sister. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, fine organization. I believe it. Uh, I don't think there are any. Uh, uh, I know sometimes uh, there are religious um, connotations that might put someone off, but to the best of my knowledge, it is merely a civic organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, well run, I would say. Well, uh, at least our local chapter, well run. Um. Yeah, and it's a. I do the school version of it, so I just go in once a week during his uh, his lunch hour. That's even better. Minimal effort on your part. Minimal effort, yeah. Minimal effort on everyone's part, really. It's actually so great. So I used to do like I have done in the past for money. I've done like writers in the schools type things. Right. And you go in and you you have to. Some of the schools have had. I'd say there's been more support in the classroom and at home. And some of them have uh, there have been less. There's been less support. Uh-huh. Um, in in either case, though, it's like you you have you you have a lesson plan, and you have to there's scaffolding, pedagogical scaffolding that you have to perform. In this, to just go in and uh, I don't do anything. It's good. I just just talk for for an hour. It's very easy. It's good to be. Uh, it's good to have latitudes. Still good to be free. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's also something that can happen when you talk to a young person. Um, he told me, I told him that I that I walked to a school. I said I live nearby. I, I said, um, he said I live in. He told me, he said I live in Bath, Maine, and I said I also live in Bath, Maine. And he just looked at me quizzically. He's like, you don't live in my house. And I was like, yeah, it's true. It's true. I live in my house. And it's just a. It's amazing. Uh, I was there are just these there are gaps they're just things like he was like yeah this is I know that I live in Bath Maine that's what he knows about himself but I don't know if he knows that other people do too <laughs> I asked him a grocery store he goes to he said the one with the leaf on it which yeah. was I don't know I just know there's a leaf on it maybe yeah. find out yeah I don't need to know that bad yeah okay fair enough yeah but just um, I, oh wait. Okay, finish, finish your thought. I just say experiencing the world through a child's like touchstones for yeah. describing that world can can be pretty funny. Can be pretty delightful. Yeah, that that is absolutely true. Yes. Yeah, 
I'm reminded of that daily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, now, what were you going to say? Dan? I, I buried the lead uh, regarding Christmas. Okay. Are you ready to be shocked? Yeah. Okay. All right. I performed the Heimlich on my mother-in-law. <laughs> my wife will be happy to verify this. Okay. Wait, is she there? She's not, but if you'd like to email her. That <laughs> sounds implausible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you like to paint a word picture, Dane? Uh, we were... Uh, uh, Eating at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Omaha. I mean, uh, the I, uh, uh, what's the name of it? Village Inn would be a more likely destination. Okay, all right. They have lovely pancakes. Um, we were uh, in the living room. Watching sports programming, mm-hmm. and uh, my mother-in-law was in the kitchen doing something, and I hear one of my nieces kind of, not like full-fledged scream, but make a very alarmed noise. Right. And she runs in there to where we are and says, something's wrong, something's wrong with Grandma. And, you know, immediately I figured like she had had a heart, heart attack or some sort of cardiac event or something, but... Uh, we go in there, and one of my sisters-in-law is already performing the Heimlich, so obviously she was choking. Mm-hmm. Nothing was really happening, uh, so I put on my uh, take-charge boots and said, let me do this. Okay. And obviously, you know, a sign that someone is no longer choking is when they're able to speak, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I performed the Heimlich with a level of vigor. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I, you probably err on the side of t- too much vigor. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And I did it, and she slumped over the sink and said, you broke my rib. <laughs> not, I mean, not, not funny – but right, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> As it turns out, I did not break her rib, okay, but I did do it very forcefully. Yeah, um, and it dislodged the piece of toast. Did the did the toast go uh, fly? Did it go flying? No, it didn't. I was. I'll be honest. I was disappointed in that. <laughs> disappointed. It just kind of came up in her mouth and you spit it out. Yeah. 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 I, I really wanted the the ballistic effect. <laughs> the toast, yeah. So you were uh, no, no. Afterwards was, uh, of course, you just re- you just reacted. You know, that's I mean, beforehand you reacted. It's all the problem now. Afterwards, did you did you feel uh, you know what what sensation did you experience? I, I, honestly, I was. We did not know until later that she did not have a broken rib. I was a little preoccupied about that. Okay. I was like, oh, did I have my hands too high when I did it? Or, yeah. did I, you know, was the angle improper? Have I, you know, it did, like, puncture a lung or something? You know what I mean? I was preoccupied yeah. about that, so I couldn't really bask in my family heroism. Mm-hmm. I could not appreciate the fact that I saved Christmas. Mm. You know? Uh, yeah. I did. I did sense a little envy on the part of one of my brother in law, brothers in law. <laughs> Who is sort of the go-to guy to fix things around there when he's in town for the holidays? But you fixed grandma. I fixed grandma, dick. 
Yeah. No, he's a lovely man. Lovely man. But you still did. You, you're the I, one did I did sense a little tinge of envy there. Yeah. But you also, you almost nearly broke grandma too. Did, I, did, that, that, that is what I dwelt on uh, for the rest of the day, really. Was there, was there any diagnosis? Did you go to the hospital afterwards or? No, she eventually just said, no, it, my rib's fine. I just thought you did something. Thought, yeah, cracked it. Well, yeah, you got to be, you got to be. But you, at that point, though, you're right. You do. I mean, I assume you would like to err on the side of too much strength. Well, that that is that. Is, I, upon re- upon reflection, I think I did have my hands positioned too high, too close to the rib cage. Mm-hmm. So probably an error on my part. But no, I don't. Uh, perhaps it was by way of NPR program or maybe Public Radio International program. I don't know what is it is. Radio Lab. Yeah. Perhaps not. But I do feel as though I've come across recently a movement or a, a line of thinking that refutes the legitimacy of the Heimlich. Oh, movement. is that right? Yes, and um, perhaps um, uh, some voices that suggest actually vigorous rapping on the back okay. is the appropriate way to go. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard you do that if they're barely making noise, mm-hmm. which suggests there's slight passage through the airway. Right. I've heard yeah. that you, you know, hit on the back and stuff. I yeah, I wouldn't know. Uh, I wouldn't know what to do. I would crumble up. But now that I am ready to accept credit for this, I would like you to title this episode "Dane Perry Saves Christmas." Dane Perry Saves Christmas. Yeah. Uh, the Fair other enough. news, uh, and this goes back to the previous topic of about regarding the youth of America. Oh sure. Um, my son uh, is playing in the basketball league at the Boys and Girls Club. Okay, yeah. As he did last year. Um, and they recently prevailed uh, in one of their games by a score of 41 to nothing. Oh, no. Well, it's yeah. too many. It's too many points. It is, yes. <laughs> what? Uh, were, you, uh, were you a spectator? I was helping coach. Oh, oh that's right. Yes. And hmm. uh, that, now, to explain this, all right, they are a very good team. But you guys have a sort of uh, Golden State Warriors, Chino Hills sort of uh, run and gun uh, offense? There, there's, some, there's some motion offense principles in place. Okay. Uh, mostly it's uh, – this is a second and third grade league, and both of our second graders decided they didn't want to play, so we're all third graders, which is obviously an advantage. Yeah. And this team, I think none of their third graders showed up this game. Now, wait, when you say that the second graders, you said they decided not to play, but were they, were they invited? Were I, they invited not to show up? Commit. <laughs> no. Did you, did yeah. you and the other coach, did you give them incorrect practice and game times? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, show up. Is that uh, what, is that what we're sorry unfolding? Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Are we exposing a, uh, Chicago Parks and Rec Department scandal here? <laughs> I think so. Uh, you know, there's life lessons in here. Be better. Is Danny Almonte on your team? <laughs> Lloyd Daniels. <laughs> Not Lloyd Daniels. <laughs> but, uh, the, and like, these were, so they were, the other team was largely second graders who could not have cared less. And like, their passes were like, Pop flies, and our caller team would just sit there, wait for the ball, yeah, catch it, and go lay it up. It wow! Was, uh, and you know, I, I I did my most to take 
my foot off the gas, but we have it's four on four and we had five players, so it's not like you can really sub in an entire second team. Yeah. You can't really tell them to stop trying. So, yeah, it was yeah. – uh, fortunately, the team – the other team did not care, so they did not appear to be uh, crushed by this emotionally. Wow, 41 to zero, though. Yeah, it was uh, – yeah. Now, that's an odd – uh, that's an odd number, 41. Oh, yeah, so is that by virtue – were there a couple and ones or – Yeah, they do free throws, yeah. Okay, all right. Were there any three-pointers hit in the game? They don't have a three-point line. No, a three-point three line. Yeah. So you got have to you have to get the, the old, three points the old-fashioned way. That's right, yes, which happened a few times. When your son uh, – uh, when he when he drives to the lane and, and he gets hacked as he's going up, does he scream out, and one? <laughs> Is that what is that what Wyatt James it does? Calls for continuation on the shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my my son did tell me later it was the most fun he's ever had playing. So there's the upside. He likes crushing those less fortunate. Does, than him. Yes. The mm. third graders are not equipped with sports mercy. Uh, <laughs> it, once the foot is on the gas, it stays there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, as you said, you only got uh, five. Players. Yeah, there's there's not much you could do. I did, you know, I, I played the spaz as much as I could, and he committed a lot of turnovers. But uh, yeah, the spaz <laughs> point guard. I'm sure. I'm sure the other. I'm sure the other parents are pleased by your characterization of that fifth player. Well, they, they you know, they don't listen to this. No. Yeah, it's not like I call out, "Hey, spaz." No, yeah. You know. No. But, no, we, uh, <clears throat> uh, my wife and I, uh, as winter set in, we became members of the local YMCA, okay. and uh, I, I, I go there. We I'll usually end up going in my basement like a freeborn man, but everybody can make their own decisions. Yeah, all right. Well, I prefer to belong to a wonderful organization like the YMCA, which promotes uh, youth and civic engagement and social responsibility. So I guess that's just and me. Communal showering. And what's this? And communal showering. Actually, there is the shower in the men's room, the men's locker room is a communal shower, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not thrilled. I have to I have to perform some sort of because uh, there are two versions of, of of working out that I do. Sometimes it, the shorter version is, um, you know, I I put on my gym clothes before we go, uh, work out, and then we we just come back home. There's another one though, in in particular, when it's cold outside, if I would like to use the sauna, I will. Bring a change of clothes, sauna, shower, and I, uh, and then you know, change, and then change. Uh, I do have to perform some kind of uh, uh, psychological calisthenics uh, in order to get up the nerve. That's not that get up the nerve. I don't feel comfortable showering in front of other people. Sure, understandable. That's a fact. That's just a fact. And so I have to. But actually, the nice thing is that I'm almost uh, drunk with pleasure. After spending ten or fifteen minutes in the sauna, and so I care about very little after that. No implications there. Uh, which sort? Being drunk with pleasure after being nude in a sauna. Um, like, well, the implication is that the heat kind of uh, takes me out of myself, I guess. Well, sounds makes it sound like a den of iniquity. No, there's it's totally equitable. I mean, hey, I'm not den- do whatever you want to. It's a den of equity. <laughs> equity, equity. It's a den of equity. I spent uh, four years in a college dorm that had communal showering. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, you know, it's uh, 
It's not ideal. No. My biggest objection was there was like ongoing throw cold water on people in the shower war. Ugh, yeah, I don't like that either. I got in I got into with Jason last name withheld, I got into legit blood drawn fist fight over that. Um junior year I believe. Junior year of college, you're showering with other guys and got a fist fight in the shower? Not in the shower. This was he threw cold water on me. Mm-hmm. Even though he knew my utter hatred for that kind of thing, like the rage that flickers up and like cold water on me or like getting pinched, like I become like momentarily psychotic. What about getting like when someone tries to pants you? You know that. What, what about wet willy? When does that happen? No, that's wet willy. Those don't bother me. Pity twister. But anyway, I got dressed and then went up and like slapped him on the back of the head and called him names or whatever, and he pushed me, and then it turned into a. a Logistics Ugh. fight over cold water in the shower. <clears throat> the two years that I lived, that I, well, my, I, I'm happy to say my freshman year, I lived in a, like a co-ed, like suite. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy I did because it, uh. Co-ed suite. That is way too scandalous for where I went to college. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. We actually shared showers. We, you know. There's like maybe like six rooms, seven rooms. We, you know, we maybe God, doubles. Godless Yankees. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't necessarily know. It worked, but uh, it was fine. It worked well. And uh, but yeah, we 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 should have bathed. But there was just a um, there was a civility to it, uh, and so no one was so did attempting. Did you get in a fist fight with her over cold water? I got in a fist fight with no one okay. over water. Yeah. Although I will say, I will say when I arrived. I was like sick immediately. I was staying up very late. It was I was having fun, but <clears throat> I, there was a there was a um, an odor in my nostrils. There was an odor that I couldn't get rid of. I thought it was on me. Maybe I, you know this is a, uh, my first extended time with my first time living in New York, sure. and I thought, is there something? Is it the? Am I sick? Am I drinking something? And I would try and get it off. I'd go into the shower, and it would just follow me around. This odor. It's like a. Like a like a like a yeah, like a rotting smell, yeah. a fetid rotting smell, and uh, eventually it went away. I never thought about it. Okay. The la- like the last day of the school year, uh, you know, we're like p- starting to pack up and go home. Uh huh. I smell it again, and I look over my roommate. What he has done <laughs> is <clears throat> he has removed a box that was under our bunk bed. Okay. A cardboard box. He's removed it, and he has opened a Ziploc bag, um, out of which this smell is is emanating. And what it is, it's it was dried, um, dried octopus. What? It was dried octopus, like to eat. Gross. Yeah. Well, um, he came from a, a Chinese family. I think okay. this is probably part of his cuisine. Sure. However, I said to the so I said, Kevin, I said, was that under the bed the whole time? He said, yeah, it was, it was there, yeah. And so what I had been smelling was a was dried octopus that was like three feet from my nose. Ugh. Yeah, it had been there the whole time, but I assumed because, you know, he had a Ziploc bag, whatever, but it was fresh when he first put it under there. So this whole time I thought I thought I was dying maybe of some sort of yeah. Ill, illness, uh, but it was really just octopus or maybe squid. It's hard to say the difference. Well, that will go with octopus. It sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better word. Dried octopus. Um, dried squid is calamari, right? What's dried octopus? I don't know. Dried. I don't know. 
calamari? He's just squid. Prepared squid, right? Prepared squid. What's prepared octopus? What do you mean? Why dried? I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Octo. Um, a recent Twitter conversation reminded me of a mm. previous podcast. Yeah. In which you objected to uh, my son playing basketball in the basement while we recorded. Okay. Because it made too much noise. Well, you were down. Yes, right. You were also down there when yeah, he was playing. Right. Yeah. I have no. I have no problems with your son playing on a what is it, Nerf hoop or something. I beat you forty-one to nothing. Yeah. Okay. So what do you? Uh, anyway. Huh? Um. Speaking of basketball and noise while recording, um. He got a new goal for Christmas because the other one broke. New basement goal. This when one you is, say goal, do you mean do you mean a hoop, a, a nerf hoop? Yeah, hoop. Yeah. Okay. Something very southern about it's calling not, it a goal. Not, I, I use nerf hoop in the general term to mean a small goal, you know, for indoors. Yeah. Uh, this one has a breakaway rim, and <laughs> it the noise it makes is exceptional. Okay. And I've decided to demonstrate it for you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So I'm going to let me let me give you the setup here. Yeah. I'm going to be holding the laptop in my offhand, and I'm going okay. to be absolutely throwing it down with my right hand. Okay. This is a good idea for the next dunk contest in the NBA. It is. Yes. yes. Why hasn't anyone dunked? Hey, has anyone ever dunked while holding a, a smartphone and videotaping it? While Snapchatting? Yeah. Yeah, sure. That would be great. Well, a lot of corporate sponsorship opportunities. I see it. But I really want to. So, sorry. You have your computer in one. Yep. In my off hand, my left hand. Okay. In my dominant hand, I'm going to uh, attack the rim. Okay. And absolutely throw it down. Now, what what do you setting? What do you think is the probability that your computer will break because of this maneuver? I've taken this into consideration. Okay. Um, there, I mean, I'm in, I'm also in sock feet on a uh, tile floor. So there's a lot that could go wrong, is what you're there's saying. There's a lot to go wrong because you know the, you know, the la- holding the laptop does throw my balance off a little. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I have, I'm assuming all these risks because I think they're worth it. Because this is something that you would like, not unlike your final arrangements. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is something that you would like to exist for posterity. Yes, that's right. If yes. That's how I go out. Mm-hmm. If I slip, I crack my head on the floor. I will immediately begin playing Love Bomb Baby yes. by Tiger Tails. Leave this mortal coil. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've decided that this is a fine way to go out. Now wait, do you before you dunk? Do you would would you like to put Love Bomb Baby on your computer? No, because uh, I mean it's ready to fire up if I need to. But uh, no, I, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, there will, I think there will be like a couple of moments of sentience before I pass away and I could fire it up. Do you have? Um, do you have? <laughs> does one of your F keys redirect to Love Bomb Baby by Tiger Tails? F F seven. F7. Yeah, plays, plays Love Bomb Baby. Okay, all right. Yeah. But I don't want to compromise the audio of the dunk, is what I'm saying. No, no, that's, yeah, that's fair. And you're saying you're going to, so you're just going to go up and you're just going to do a simple light dunk. Is that what you're I'm suggesting? Drive, I'm going to do an authoritative one-handed dunk so you can appreciate the sound of the breakaway rim. It's gonna, the rim is going gonna, is gonna to stay where it is, you're saying? 
I'm not going to tear the rim off, no. Okay. But it, it is a breakaway rim. Is, it is a breakaway rim. It has a lot of give to it. And because of the give and the rebound, not basketball rebound, but the rim snapping back up. Sure, sure. Uh, it makes a, uh, a, uh, the drums of war is what I would liken it to. Okay. All right. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, oh, oh. How's that? It was it was very good. Was it loud? It, well, it was oh, it was terrifying. Yeah. Whoa, Jane. Yeah. So. Whoa. I think uh, that's Lloyd Daniels, Marvin Barnes' job right there. I. I think you're an American you hero. Jay, you want the J? Huh? You want the J? Yeah, I don't think that's going to do much in terms of the audio. I mean, it's melted velvet, this J. Oh, sweet. That's a trick. Like you got a lot of rim on that J. Well, then you can't help it with this. Yeah. Oh, uh, but, hey, so, what be... do you think? You like that goal? That's great. Yeah. I, uh, uh, one thing I want to tell you, Dane, is I would be, I would feel terrible if I did not keep you up to date on my gardening plan for 2017. Okay. I, uh, do you know, I, I don't know if I made it clear, and I don't even sure if I myself knew, um, that I was a little bit at sixes and sevens with my plan for last year. Okay. In part because, you know, we moved to, to this house sort of in the middle of the growing season. Um, but I've really, I've, I've been, Okay. I've been looking at it carefully, Dane, and I've discovered that what I would like to focus on this next year is uh, vegetables and other items which which store well. Okay. So I'll be growing a number of things that I did not grow this past year. But because it was frustrating, like when you grow all these tomatoes, Mm -hmm. and unless you go through the process of canning, you know, you only have them for, you know, a few days before they start rotting. Sure. So I'm going to, so I've already planted garlic, Dane. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to, to that. I'm going to add onions. Yeah, lovely. Ta- potatoes, Kennebec, uh, Kennebec varietal variety of potato, sweet potato, and beets, and carrots. Did I say carrots yet? I'm a big fan of sweet potatoes. Yeah, sweet potatoes. Have oh. you ever grown sweet potatoes? I've never grown them, no. But I, I like to consume them. I think that they're maybe they're they're a bit difficult to grow in the north but there are there are varieties that you can't grow so i heard that uh uh as weird as this sounds metal garbage cans are good for growing potatoes oh i have heard that exact same thing no yeah. i'm glad you brought that up dane good <clears throat> glad to help yeah maybe i maybe i'll experiment with that well, that's a that's the that's where i'm sort of at now I don't expect uh, I don't expect success, so I say, well, it's just all an experiment. The That's what I say. The only thing I miss about owning a home as opposed to a condo, or I should say, a house as opposed to a condo, uh, is gardening. That's it. No. That's it. That's it. How about shoveling, Dane? I don't miss that. I don't. Th- I think shoveling is not fun. It's fine of a workout as it is. I don't miss it. We got bit by the parking ban. There's a parking ban here. If the snows over a certain. Yep. Well, there is – at night there's a parking ban anyway, but it, it happened to be on a snowy night. Callie's brother was visiting from Boston, and uh, we did a, not know about – Is there actually uh, population density there? 
Oh yeah, well it's there are not many people in the town, but there are also the town's also quite small, so there actually is some population density. Okay. The, the, the lots on which uh, I'm located are, or our the lot on which our house is located is rather small actually. Cool. Yeah. I like it. I like I, mean, I can walk into town. That's sort of just thing. to briefly interject here. This is going to end soon. Yeah. Yeah. I gathered that. Yeah, like really soon. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You got a, what do you have today, Dane? You got anything big? Um. I, uh, I'll read an email. Okay. Yeah, why, maybe just, maybe just fit, we'll finish the program before you go ahead and read your emails. Uh, yeah, we get to, I read my email. Um, email. Just saying we could get to the end of recording and then go ahead and take a look at your email. your mouth. No. Okay. What, what was the question? Oh, what do I plan today? I pick up the child at 3.30 yeah. uh, from school. I need to take the dog out before that. Um, What's your dog? Jimmy, right? Cherry? What's your dog's name? Joey. Joey, right. Our fine, fine hound. Very fine member of the family. And then uh, my child has a uh, baseball practice indoors tonight. Uh, it's starting early. An hour away in the suburbs. So, you know. <clears throat> well, before we go, sometimes we do this before we go, we'll read a little Emil Chorin. Oh, lovely. Uh, so what I did was I went through and I translated all of the aphorisms in Chorin's uh, collection, Syllogism de, de l'Amartume, Syllogisms of Bitterness. I translated all the aphorisms that were, I think, four or fewer lines. And now I'm going back and translating the longer ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've come, come across a, a couple of good ones, Dane. I have three for you. Okay, these are longer. Now, you remember many of the previous ones were, were only a sentence long. These are two or three. Here's a good one, though. Uh, uh, Emil Choron writes, however intimate we may be with the operations of the mind, we cannot think more than two or three minutes a day unless by taste or profession we practice for hours on end brutalizing words in order to extract ideas from them. And here's his concluding sentence. The intellectual represents the major disgrace, the culminating failure of homo sapiens. <laughs> The intellectual represents the major disgrace, the culminating failure of Homo sapiens. You ready to get on board with that? Oh yeah, I sign on to that. Yeah, all right, that's what I thought. I, I, I thought would, you would. I'd put that on a bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I appreciate the sentiment that we cannot think more than two or three minutes a day, because I I do get tired from it. Yeah. I, do, I get exhausted. Yeah. 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 I can, I can definitely, I'm with that, man. My man, Emil, my man, fist bump. Yeah. Here's, uh, I'll read the beginning and the end of this one. He says, in my childhood, we boys played a game. We would watch the grave digger at work. Sometimes he would hand us a skull with which we would play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> For us, that was a delight which no funeral thought came, or funereal thought came to darken. And here's the last, here's the last sentence of this. It's, it's a little bit of, uh, um, a little bit on further on. He says, later on, I was to understand that the only corpse from which we can gain some advantage is the one preparing itself within us. <laughs> the only corpse from which we can gain some advantage is the one preparing itself within us. <laughs> good. This circles us back to our funeral plans. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. The corpse is preparing itself. Yeah, right inside you. Yeah, yeah. You go, corpse. Appreciate your hard work. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's no there's no singular line in this next one. This is the last one I'll read. There's no singular line I think that uh, rivals the previous two I've read, but the the sentiment I think is one uh, that will that will please you. He says to propagate this disequilibrium. Oh, that's a wife calling. Oh God. Yeah, I know. I'm ignoring her. Yeah. Amen. To propagate disequilibrium, to aggravate mental disturbance, to construct sanatoriums on every street corner, forbid swearing. <laughs> then you will comprehend its liberating virtues, its therapeutic function, the superiority of its method over that of psychoanalysis, of Eastern gymnastics or Catholic ones. You will understand above all that it is thanks to the wonders of swearing, to its constant aid at every moment, that most of us have managed not to be criminals or lunatics. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. That is good. Yeah. Um, oh, and there's also, in the same vein, uh, there was a piece that I think by, that was published today in The Guardian, no, a month ago today, um, by Slava Zizek, that um, my wife came across and sent to me the I, th- I think it seems as though they run a piece maybe I'm summarizing I'm guessing here it, it appears that they run a a recurring column called this much I know okay. and this particular one was written by Zizek it's quite short um, but the, the headline is Zizek we are all quoting him we are all basically evil egotistical and disgusting and there's one there's one line he says he says, I'm not a good father. There is something – he's not. He's, There's something ridiculous in asserting my dignity, which I resist automatically. My teenage son identifies with this undermining of my own authority. When he was 14, I was mad at him and used a vulgar expression in Slovenian. Let the dog <laughs> your mother. That's what he said to his son. He's 14. His 14-year-old son, he said, let the dog <laughs> your mother. And his son replied – that already happened 15 years ago. That's how I was born. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Whoa. Let the dog f- your mother. <laughs> that already happened 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. That's a great comeback, right? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, if I saw that on a, uh, television show, I would, uh, feel that that was contrived. Yeah, but there it happened. Yeah. Well, who it was? Probably everything in his life is contrived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. That's a little bit of pleasure at the end of this uh, conversation. Yeah. It's really all been. Yeah. Oh, and I see now here, uh, well, people will know, but we, <clears throat> we use a program called Zencaster to record this, and um, the u- each user is able to provide a name. I've, mine's just Sestuli. Yours previously was, it was Chad Hitler. Uh-huh. Um, Hitler's Hitler's lacrosse playing grandson, and uh, but now it appears that you've chosen Wally Polpot. <laughs> Wally Wally Polpot. It's just a half wit embarrassment. Polpot's Polpot's brother. Oh, maybe like as you are to your older brother, maybe Wally Polpot is was to <laughs> yes. the original Polpot. The original Billy Carter. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right, Dane. Roger Clinton. Oh, all those guys. Yeah, they, they they come out of the woodwork, don't they? Presidential brothers are, are good dudes, usually. Yeah. Solid dudes. Even. Does, our pre- does our president-elect have, an, have a brother? I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Oh. I'm not going to think about it. Billy Carter should be every president's brother. My dad actually, I believe, uh, still to this day, is a can of Billy beer. Yes, I remember Billy beer. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Billy C. Billy C. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it, uh, you've fulfilled your obligation, Dana. I will release you from your bonds here. Much obliged. Much obliged. So let me say thank you, Dane Perry. Yep. Um, you say, yeah, okay, yeah, you did it. I would say uh, that's Dane Perry, contributor to CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball. I'm Carson Sestouli. You can just say CBSSports.com, as I've said repeatedly. Okay. It's no longer brand I'm co- Eye on Baseball. Okay. I'm Carson Sestouli. No. I'm Carson Sestouli. No. This has been Fangraphs Audio.